Welcome to the third episode of Scout Trailblazers. And this week, I have the pleasure of speaking with Austin Janowski, who is known as an actor, screenwriter, director, and also has a comic that's going to be coming out from Scout. How are you doing, Austin? Doing great. Thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me today. So it's Stanley the Snowman is the comic, and you're, you're having a, uh, a Kickstarter that's going to be coming, right? Yes, yep, Stanley the Snowman. It's an all-age holiday uh, comic series, and we're going to be launching a Kickstarter next week to, uh, for issue number one. Okay, and uh, why don't you describe a little bit about what the book is about? Sure, it is about Jenny who is one person in a generation who's able to bring Stanley to life. And it deals with the commercialism that's happening in the holiday season today uh, compared to uh, all the traditions that we knew as growing up. And uh, she brings Stanley to life, and they have a very fun time holiday season. Unfortunately, they decide to go down to Florida and stay at a timeshare for Christmas and leave Stanley behind. And sad and dejected, he notices that the neighbor's lights are on, so he normally watches TV with them. And as he wanders over, he sees a commercial that says, Florida Snowman. And he's stunned because he assumes that there's no snowman in Florida. But obviously, if the TV says it, it has got to be true. So he decides to take the journey to go down to Florida to spend Christmas with his family. Okay. So is this like a one-shot? How does this work? No, it's actually going to be a six-issue miniseries or limited series. Okay, and uh, let's see. So you're doing a Kickstarter now, and my understanding is this is going to start as a comic in the summer, right? Yeah, uh, they're doing the Christmas in July is when the, uh, issue number one is going to be coming out, and then they'll do it every single month. And then in December, you can actually order the trade paperback for it. Okay, so are there going to be six issues and then the collected edition, or one and then the collected edition? No, 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 all six issues and then the collected edition. Okay, that'd be cool. And it's going to wrap up in time for Christmas. Exactly. Yep. Normally, books don't do that. <laughs> so glad <laughs> you're doing that. Because normally, Christmas books, like uh, there was a book called Klaus that uh, Grant Morrison did. And the first issue came out, and the last issue came out in May. And I remember wondering if I was the only one buying a Christmas comic in the middle of May for that. So I, I they changed that up now. Now every Christmas, they have a Klaus book, and it comes out the Wednesday before Christmas, thankfully. Right. So I'm happy about that. So, okay, Stanley the Snowman. So where did Stanley the Snowman come from? Uh, funny, it was Christmas morning, and we're opening up gifts. And I have three daughters, and they're amazing. But they were younger, and uh, they were complaining amongst themselves about one had a bigger present than the other one, one had more presents than the other one. And I just thought to myself, I remember back in the day when you got that one big present. And my uh, best present ever memory was I was eight years old. I had seen Star Wars earlier that summer, and all I wanted was a lightsaber. And I lived in a two-story house in upstate New York, and I woke up in the middle of the night and I crept downstairs stepping exactly where it doesn't creak. And I went to the tree and lo and behold, the lightsaber was there. And I go, this would be most amazing if I actually turned on and it turned on. It's like, Oh, it was amazing. And that was my best Christmas ever thought. So 
as I'm watching them open presents, and they were very appreciative, but it was all the complaining and the commercials and that's been happening compared to what it was when we were younger. Traditions used to be very important, and I don't think they're quite as much. Christmas is more of a economic thing than, you know, getting people together and doing the holidays and, you know, traditions and stuff. And I thought I need to do a story about that. But no one's actually done a snowman story. They've done plenty of with Santa Claus and whatnot, but no one's done a snowman story since Frosty the Snowman, like in the 50s or 60s or however long. And I thought that would be very interesting to use that as, you know, the main hero. And I also wanted to do a, uh, a young girl as, you know, the main lead character. Um, there's usually a lot of male doing the leads. And I thought for this, it would be uh, good to have a nice, strong female lead just because, you know, I have three daughters and I want them to be excited to read it. Is the girl based on any of them or is it a combination of them? How, how did she come around? It's actually the combination of all three. They have different aspects. My daughters, Caitlin, Coral, and Hope. And uh, Hope is uh, the spunky of the three. Um, so a little bit more with Hope than anybody else. But, yeah, it's kind of a mishmash of all three of them. The snowman, who is he based on? Honestly, I wanted to come up with a very cute just snowman. Someone who would remember every single season that he was awake. He didn't forget like Frosty did. But the thing which brings him to life is he has the hat, he has the scarf, he has the nose, he has the hands. Every generation, when someone can bring them to life, he, they have to add something to Stanley. Mm-hmm. So every generation, they've added the hands or the scarf or the, the eyes or the nose or the hat. Mm-hmm. So you'll find out what Jenny is able to bring and give to Stanley to bring him to life. I'm interested because I can see a picture as we're talking um, and as it comes available, people will be able to see it too. His arms are made out of wood. Mm-hmm. Did somebody actually added those to him? Is the, the way you're saying that that's kind exactly. of... Exactly. Yep, that's exactly right. Okay, so that's interesting. Somebody built them for him, mm-hmm. obviously. That's, that's interesting. So he comes back every year and every year somebody enhances him. Uh, yes. What happens when they get to a place where they don't have any way to enhance him anymore? Well, then they pass them on to the next generation. And then whoever has that ability to do so, it's passed on to them as a family tradition, and they have to decide what to add to Stanley to bring him to life. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, is there a, a partic- particular way they bring him to life? I mean, do they have a, like a ceremony? They build him or something? No, nothing like that. Just they, they build the snowman and they – put the different pieces together and they add it to it. And then it's all about faith, belief, some magic and love. And that's what is able to bring him to life. I'm going to be fascinated to see how a snowman makes it in Florida. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> that's part of the magic I would imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause uh, uh, as, as I think you and I both live in Florida. So that means that, we're familiar with the uh, <laughs> how the weather is, and I just came outside with with shorts on, and I'm just like, hmm, I wonder how that how that's going to work out. Of course, you've got this all figured out, I'm sure. Oh, I came up with the idea of the story close to 15 years ago, and then 10 years ago, I uh, started to try to do the book itself, mm-hmm. and and came up with back then. Uh, Nestle iced tea had their snowman, you know what I mean? And the iced tea, he would drink the iced tea and if it was melting, he'd, he'd be able to 
come back to full snowman power. So originally I thought that would be interesting to kind of do also. Um, but now it's, it's kind of morphed and changed into more on the belief on Jenny and what she's able to do. The power of faith, the power of love, and the magical bonds between them, that, well, I don't want to say too much more, but that is a big factor in why he's able to um, last as long as he can while not being in cold weather. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll discover all this good stuff when the book comes. Now the Kickstarter, when does the Kickstarter begin? Uh, we're going to be launching it next week. Uh, I was hoping for the first, but it all depends on when Kickstarter uh, approves it. And then we'll run it for 20 days and then we'll ship it out in January. The book is 100% done. Mm. So it's all the matter of once it's all squared away, we'll just send it to the printer and we'll get it out to everybody. Who's the artist? Huh. And I can't say Juan's full name. I'm going to call him Juan Pablo. He is an amazing anime artist that I was lucky enough to just sort of chatting with. I saw a couple of his posts and I really liked what he was done. And I, I've done that all, all through the years of doing comic books. I'll find an artist that I really like and we'll chat and I'll put a pen in it. And I'll like, I like this and I'll put it to the side because I know I have an idea to work with them. I just don't know what. So when this came back around, originally we did Stanley Moore's a animation style art. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the more I thought about it as years went by, I go an animate style art would be perfect for the story overall. And Juan just was the first person that came to mind. And boom, he was right on the ball. And he, he did an amazing job on, on the first issue. And I'm excited to see what he does with two, three, and four. Okay, and there's going to be six of them when it's all said and done. Yes, six total. Mm-hmm. Are you going to kickstart each one, or is the Kickstarter going to cover all six issues? We will see what uh, the first Kickstarter does. Hopefully, it'll cover it all. But if not, then we'll we'll maybe run another one. Okay. So, so. We're, we are planning on doing full cover with um, Scout, but for the Kickstarter, it will be in black and white. Um, from what I understand, anime books for the most part are black and white, so it's not that you know, out of the norm to be a black and white anime book, it's more unusual for the anime book to be in full color, which is what we thought would be really cool with Scout Comics. And they are very excited to do it that way. Great, great, because, you know, seasonal stuff, it's a perfect time to do the Kickstarter for it because it's a seasonal story. Yeah. Uh, people are going to be behind it. And, and your scheduling is just immaculate. I think that's such a great way to do that. Because, you know, as people get closer to it, they're going to get more and more excited about it. I just, that is so smart. I, I Usually holiday books are not quite that smart, I have to say. Well, I have to tell you, my editor and the, the publisher of Scoot, which is the all-age uh, brand under Scout, Rich Rich Rivera, it's his idea to do the, the um, Christmas in July to get it started. Because when he thought of holiday, he got that would be perfect. Once we get to December, we can do the trade and it'll be good to go. And this will give us a little bit more time to make sure we have three or four issues completely done. So when we get started, we don't miss a beat. We make all six months with our issues. No problem whatsoever. Now, I, I, I've got to ask, I, I've seen a couple of the pages. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that he's called Stanley for a reason. And I don't know if you want to talk about that or do you want to save that for the book? And I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to save it for the book. Okay, all right. Well, let me just, just say then, if when you read the book, you'll find out why he's called Stanley. <laughs> There's an obvious reason for that. And I think it's a really smart one too, which I really like. There's a, a lot of things about this book that really are, I, I think, are smartly put together. And I just think it's just a great 
a great way for that to go because it's just a uh, it's going to be I think a great little addition. You know, you got Elf on the Shelf, you've got all these kinds of things, and I think Stanley could be one of those things that will become a tradition. That it would be a blessing. That would be amazing. <laughs> now it's interesting. I, I did a little research on Stanley, and I discovered that Stanley's actually been a, you, you talked about that you've been thinking about this concept for a while. I actually came across a coloring page mm-hmm. from Megacon in 2013. Yeah. You, you had worked with the, the creator of the Wellkeeper and created a coloring contest yeah. for people to do. Talk about that a little bit. So the, the previous owners of Megacon, they were really, really nice. I was lucky enough to be one of the first guests for Megacon uh, 20 years ago, I guess. Wow. So they've always been super nice and we've known each other for a long time. And I had said, I've got this, this book. I want to do a coloring contest. I think that'd be great. And then D had the well keeper and I thought they fit perfectly together. So this way it gives exposure to both of us and we are friends. And, um, and it's also something different that gets kids involved and interested in the books, which is the demographic of what we want to go for. And we were able to do a coloring contest for a few years because of that. Oh, wow. Do you remember how many? I think two years, maybe three, but I'm not sure, two. And then we had professional colors like, you know, Laura Martin and, um, goodness, I can't remember the other ones. But we had a bunch of pro artists that would be the judges for the coloring contest. And we had giveaways and prizes for the top three, depending on age groups. Because it's interesting because Megacon, of course, is in Orlando, and yeah. it's, you know, Megacon usually is in the spring, which is an interesting time for a snowman coloring contest. Well, back when we were doing it, they were actually, it was in February, late, ah. er, late February is when they used to do it. Okay. Because you had the FX show, which is in late January, and then right after was Megacon. So it was right after the holiday season. So it still kind of carried over. Doing it in March or April might have been a little bit later, but yeah. So it's interesting because, uh, you know, Stanley's been around for a while. You've been cogitating on this for quite some time. And it must be something to see this coming together like this now. I am extremely excited to have Scout be the publisher for it. I've I've been a fan of theirs for five years. I've known uh, Mr. Pruitt for a very long time. I've wanted to have one of my books be a part of Scout. And when they saw Stanley, they go, we have an all-age line. We're thinking about doing this would be something I think you would want to submit for. And I said, absolutely. So when we were trying to do it the first time, it just, things didn't quite work out. So I put it to the side. And I said, when it's time, it, it'll happen. And timing is perfect now. So Great. great here we go. Be great fun. I think it's going to be great now. You mentioned that you have had other comics. Why don't you, now that we kind of covered Stanley, I think, pretty well, Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about other comics that you have created? Sure. So I have a uh, series called Zombies We Were Human Too. It's telling zombie stories before and how they become zombies. And it's basically, there's kids are foraging for food and they get spooked by zombies and they get chased into this warehouse. And they become the youngest the older two start picking up zombies that they see, making up stories of who they were, how long they last, and how they die, sometimes in a funny way. Mm-hmm. And the idea was the main story and the zombie stories will be done by different art teams, but the overall storyline will be the same. 
so I get to collaborate with a lot of really great independent artists, writers, uh, directors, actors, you know, novelists, people that would really want to do something different, but don't feel so overwhelmed by a large story because the zombie stories are up to 10 pages. And we've done two Kickstarters and haven't funded. So we've got volume one, volume two just got done. And we're going to do two more volumes for next year. Um, I have a book called Divine Retribution that's being published by Second Sight Studios starting next year, which is very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Bradley Golden is the publisher, and I've known Bradley for about 10 years. And uh, so when he was really looking for properties, he had asked me if Divine was on the table to be published. I said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's what's happening with that. And it is an angel series, Christine, who breaks her one golden rule, a direct contact with humans. And the storyline is the consequences of those actions. You got demons versus angels and vampires and monsters and the balance between good and evil and who knows which way it's going to go. So that's divine retribution. Okay, cool. And there was a couple of other books that I noticed on Comixology. Are those yours or... Well, we've got Dawn of the Dead with Terraform Comics, and that one is going to be published. Mm, I think they're doing a Kickstarter in January. It's based on a web series that I'm actually acting in. I play Dr. Gerald Scott, and it's a prequel story that leads into the actual uh, series, which we are, I guess, filming next year. A couple of the books I've done is a book called Tan. It's a superhero book that I put out about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It went through Cornerstone, Cornerstone Creative, mm-hmm. so that might be on Comixology. The other ones I think I've just worked on, I haven't really created. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Now, you've got an important connection to the season, shall yeah. we say. You, as I mentioned at the beginning, you, you're involved in all sorts of uh, media things and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, actor, screenwriter, director. There's a Christmas movie that just came out that you are actually in. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, I'd love to. So I was lucky enough to have one of the lead roles in a new Christmas feature film called The Christmas Ride um, that was directed and produced by Stephanie Davis with Boxer, Bouncy Boxer Media. It's on Amazon and Video On Demand. And the cool thing about this is it is a mumblecore film. And if you don't know what that is, because I didn't know what that was, it's basically, this film is all improv. There's no script. There is a idea of what your character is going to be and basic ideas and direction, but everything else is unscripted whatsoever. It's, it's 100% improv, which as an actor is very um, liberating and exciting to do, and it really stretches your acting muscles. And we've had a lot of great feedback. This is not your typical um, Hallmark movie you know, feel good movie. It's a, it's a unconventional real Christmas film. It's got ups, it's got downs. There's a lot of interesting characters. It's about, um, I play the father, uh, my daughter, we are separated, but doing Christmas morning opening gifts. And she is a rideshare driver and she decided to go out in Christmas, take some, you know, fares, maybe spread a little Christmas cheer. And she comes to realize that not everyone enjoys Christmas as much as she does. And not everyone has the best stories and the best times during the holiday season. You get to experience the ups and downs and everything about it. I am very proud to be a part of this film. It's absolutely amazing. And everyone who enjoys Christmas and would like to see something a little bit different. And this is the movie for you. So it's already running on Amazon prime. Yes. 
Yep. So that's good. So when did you guys have to film this in order for it to be out ready for the holiday season? We actually filmed it last December. Hmm. Yeah. That's appropriate. That's good because, again, there's that timing thing. Of course, you probably are more in the Christmas mood and ready to do that. I, I'm fascinated. You were saying that that this is something that you guys, it's improv. Did you improv your part pretty much? 100%. Yep. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. See, the, the nice thing was, and, and I don't think I'm doing any spoilers here, you'll see in the beginning of the film, she's in one part, I'm another part. This It's my house. It's all decorated for Christmas. She's on the couch. I'm in my chair. And we're, we're talking, but we're basically in the same room. Um, and it's just, she'll say something, I'll react to it, and we go back and forth. It's completely improv. It is, we use a technique called Meisner. And Meisner are reactionary uh, teachings and techniques, whereas someone says something and then you let it hit you and then you react to it. So that's kind of what we, we did. Okay, that's cool. So it'd be good to, uh, if it's a big success, any chance we might get a Christmas ride too? I think she wants to do another one. I don't know exactly what's all involved, but she's getting some great response. And um, to her, she wasn't exactly sure what she's. She did this all herself. She directed it. She was the sound person. She was the camera person. It was basically just her. Mm-hmm. because she wanted to see if she could do it. And she's never done this mumble core type of film. She wanted to see if she could do it. And if it worked, great. If it didn't, it didn't. But it's to do, It's so much better than what she had thought that she's very excited to do another one. I hope we're a part of it. I don't know if we will, but if we, if I have a say in the things, I would love to do another one. Oh, cool. So that's really neat because um, it's, it's such a great idea to do improv. Because, you know, scripted things aren't always the most genuine. But if you're improving it, that's going to be something really interesting. The current, uh, uh, if I may ask, how did you handle the father? How did you look at the character? Uh, I honestly, I, I, I've had two, uh, my Caitlin and Coral, my two older daughters. One lives in Arizona and one lives in California. And I just treated it as I was talking to them over the phone because we're so far apart. And I just try to put put my dad hat on and 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 be a dad, and that was that was kind of it. That's cool. Well, that's great stuff. See, that makes me wonder if Stanley, the snowman, goes over big enough. Do you have more stories in in the Stanley verse, as should we call it that? And do you have other stories you'd like to tell with Stanley and and Jenna and all those people? Oh, so if it when it gets you know, super big because it's an amazing story. I do have another storyline that can go after that. Mm-hmm. But then I also thought it'd be really interesting if we went back in time to the previous people that could bring Stanley to life and see what they were about and stories that went on with them. And I thought that would be really interesting as one shots to do too. So. Hmm. so I'm kind of curious because, you know, this screams animated uh, thing to me, you know, animated, uh, movie series uh is there a character in there you'd like to voice oh goodness i couldn't do any of my own voices i've got i've got certain people that i think would be really really good no one for stanley though i I don't know anyone for stanley um i don't know It, it 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 would have to depend I'd have to have people read and kind of have, I don't have a clear voice to be honest with you. I thought I did, but not, not really. I don't think I could. 
I'm too close, man. I'm too close. I don't think. Okay. Uh, it'd be, what would be fun is if, in, in honor of the coloring contest of the past, is that Scout ran a coloring contest along with, with Stanley and kind of, you know, uh, see if we could do something along those lines to, to get kids interested in it. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm sure we can figure something out like that. Definitely. Yeah, just when I saw that uh, online, I was intrigued. I actually printed out the coloring page, the, the one I saw for 2013, and I thought that was mm-hmm. that's a really unique thing. And I think that coloring is a big deal now with with folks. You were ahead of your time when you put this out. And it would be fun to see you know kids doing that and turning them in, and and uh, maybe you'd get to be one of the judges and uh, pick up which, which coloring ones you like the best. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah, that we can maybe come out, you know. Like- prices or something like that. That'd be really neat. Really cool. Are there other things that you're involved with that we should know about? So on the film side, I'm actually in the middle of filming a documentary called Chico and the Coach. It is a story about a Hall of Fame high school coach, um, Coach Herman Valdez. He is in South Tampa area, and he actually created some defensive basketball plays that are still being used by colleges across the country. Originally, we filmed him because he's writing a book. And I thought, well, if we're going to film him, let's maybe do a documentary. And, man, he has stories for days, and they're just so amazing about his life and his dad and how he became a Christian and what that, what his faith helped him do as you know, a father, as a uh, you know, coach, he was principal for two or three different schools. So we're focusing on his education. We're focusing on college. We're focusing on his family. So we're doing a 30 for 30 style, specifically about the, the basketball aspect, and then a larger feature film that focuses on his dad, his relationship with his dad, relationship with his faith and everything else. Cool. cool. Now, mm-hmm. if somebody wants to follow you on social media to keep up with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, Facebook is, um, you can look for Austin Janowski. You can look for Austin Ronald Janowski for my acting. Um, Instagram is the same thing. Austin Janowski actor or just Austin Janowski. Uh, I do some Twitter, but not a lot because I'm not good at it. Um, If they want to find out more about the past and stuff that I've done, honestly, just put in my name in Google and you can see different neat things about when I worked on Iron Man, stuff I did for IDW, you know, what I worked, you know, inked, you know, for Red Sonja and all that sort of stuff. So, very cool. And again, it's Stanley the Snowman. Look for it in uh, uh, Kickstarter, hopefully about December the 1st. If it doesn't happen to hit right at that moment, you know, keep looking. It'll come up very soon after that, and it'll be available for 20 days. We're actually working a little ahead, so we want to make sure that Stanley the Snowman gets is successful in the Kickstarter so that we can see the comic in time for next year. So I think it's going to be great. Austin, I think you've got a real winner here, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing this come up from Scoot. Thank you, Wayne. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm very excited, and I know the art team is also. I we just want to get in people's hands. I know they're going to enjoy it once they pick it up. 